0: Hello and welcome to Distinguished Design, a podcast from the Interaction Design Association, where we'll explore the work and people behind some of the best interaction design work out there today, all leading up to the Global Interaction Awards taking place during Interaction Week in 2021. My name is Diego Pulido, and today we have Nisha Agrawal back here with us after a long, long time. Hello, Nisha.
1: Hello, Diego. How's it going?
0: Doing very well. For those listeners who remember our very first episode, it was Nisha and I who were talking all the things that you needed to know uh, about the Interaction Awards back then
1: yep yep it's been a long time diego i'm happy to be back
0: <laughs> glad to have so, you back
1: should we should we tell them what we have on our plate today
0: well, well indeed on this episode we're going to be going back in history a bit and we're going to be talking to a couple of winners of various interaction awards from years before uh, nisha and i have reached out to a number of designers who have gone through the experience of not only submitting but also being shortlisted in a category and ultimately winning an interaction award
1: Yeah. First, we're going to be hearing from Darren David. He's the CEO of Stimulant. He won not one, but two interaction awards, one one in the expressing category and the other in uh, the other for best in show. And this was way back for the very, very first interaction awards ever in 2012.
0: Oh, yeah. Dublin. I was there. I remember. Cool. (laughs) All right. uh, With that in mind, let's get the episode started with this conversation between Nisha and Darren.
1: Today we have with us Darren David, CEO of Stimulant, an experienced design and interactive installation agency in San Francisco. Darren and his team participated in the first ever Interaction Awards way back in 2012 and won in not one, but two categories. They won their awards for an interactive music game that they created for Siftio Intelligent Play Platform using Siftio Cubes. Um, What Siftio Cubes are? uh, Darren will let us know in a minute. This, This project was called Loop Loop. Hello Darren and welcome to the Distinguished Design Podcast.
2: Hi Nisha, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you. Could you tell us a little more about your project Darren?
2: Well, uh, gosh, you know, you're asking me to go way back in time here to years. 2012, um, which which seems like a lifetime ago. I think that was actually before March, which I think we're on March 249th. I think at this point yeah. of recording, it feels like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were a very young agency back then. I think you know we founded the agency I in 2007. So. We had seen the Siftio cubes uh, in uh, Dave Merrill's TED Talk, and we were just absolutely smitten with them. They were just really, really a wonderful, you know, we had never seen anything like this. And it was such a beautiful, physical, digital, tangible uh, experience, you know, that mixed, uh, you know, sensors and digital screens and motion. And it was just, it was very kinesthetic and, you know, I remember at the time I was such a fanboy, and I just kept harassing David. I was like, "Hey, we want to do something. Hey, we want to do something. Hey, we want to do something with Siftio." And finally, you know, it turned out they were in San Francisco, and um, you know, it was a, it was an MIT project, and they opened uh, an office in San Francisco. And we finally got to meeting, and I said, "I really want to do something on this platform." And he said, "Well, why don't you why don't you go for it?" And you know, everyone at Stimulant, we were all just a bunch of electronic music nerds. Um, Let's 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 be clear. You know, we loved technology, we loved emerging interaction tech. You know, design, and we loved electronic music. And so. We sat down and this was really a passion project, right? You know, so, you know, a lot of projects that get submitted, I know, are client projects or solving real world, you know, big tackling big design problems. This was really something, you know, it was really kind of one of the first things that the team got to sit down and just really, really go deep on working on somebody else's piece of hardware. And so, you know, this it's something that really unfolded over a series of months, you know, and I think what was really wonderful about it was that it just touched every skill set and every member of the team, right? Everyone had had a role to play from sound design to interaction design to programming um it's really you know the just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, playtesting and it was really um it was like nothing we had ever done before because normally we were we were doing multi-touch experiences and so this was kind of our first foray into doing something for you know those really device-based I mean think about it there there was no other device like this Yeah. yeah yeah so that was that was kind of the the gist of it and you know, we went really deep, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, it's
1: beautiful what you created though, uh, Darren. I've seen the the video and we will be sharing the link as well um, to the, the this winning project. And it totally makes sense why and how you guys won not one but two awards. Like these little siftier <laughs> cubes are really cute things. And they're so interactive, like you said, and you can kind of, you know, just bump them off of each other to make these sounds. And it's it's beautiful.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it. You know, I think it, there's really. A, you know, there was no one piece of this that was the hero, right? It was the interaction design, but also the visual design and working with a very limited. You know, we had to design within the limitations of these devices. You know, the sound design, which which came into it, this sort of multi-layered sound design, and this idea that there's nothing you could create that could sound bad, right? So it really, just encouraged play and exploration. You know and it was all positive feedback right you you you, you were just really encouraged yeah. to you know to continue exploring yeah. and, and it just it
1: just evokes a very happy feeling like you can't help but not smile
2: <laughs> yeah i i full disclosure I, I still have one of the samples from that as my i was going to ask like
1: where are the and are you do you guys still keep them cool how did you yeah actually
2: all of those sound effects are my are my alert sounds on my phone
1: to
2: this really
1: day. <laughs> yes nice that's cute um how did you find out about so because this was the first year of the interaction awards and how did you find out about the awards like what were you thinking and and um you know why was like submitting your project what did it mean to submit your project for for you and your team
2: well, you know, I think we, we knew a lot of folks who were involved very deeply with the uh, IXDA, like uh, Jen Beauvais and Dan Saffer and folks who'd kind of been around in the, in the beginning. And, you know, for us as sort of a, you know, a small, a small studio, up and coming studio, I think it was what was really important to us, you know, and I think this is the hardest part with passion projects is, you know, when you design a project for a client, they kind of come to you with a set of constraints. Right? but when you do a project on your own, it's kind of blank canvas, right? And you don't know where to start and where to stop. And that's always the hardest part, you know, is learning what to do and what not to do. And so in a lot of ways, you know, we all felt so good about this. Um, we all just enjoyed it so much that I think in a lot of ways, we just, we kind of wanted to see if our peers also felt the same way, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I won't lie, you know, that we were looking for some validation of just like, you know, this, we really think this is cool. Does anyone else feel that way? So it was a great way to kind of put it out there. And especially, I think, because it sort of spoke to the kinds of projects that we were really interested in, you know, that, that intersection of the physical world and the digital world, and just a little, you know, a little bit of magic in the unknown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very well put. Yeah. Cool. And um, taking, like, let me take you back now to that very night. Um, What, when you got nominated, of course, you you guys probably knew that, you know, you were in the running and um, how did it feel like, you know, being there? uh, What were you guys feeling? And it's a large team, right? I think there are like six or seven of you guys who worked on this project together. Um, Yeah. Tell me, like, what was it like?
2: Well, I have to be completely honest. I actually was not at the awards ceremony oh, of all okay. things. Okay. No, um, you know my colleagues went, and so you know I think you know there was there was lots of communication back and forth and a lot of excitement. But uh, you know what I remember is coming into the office the next day and there just being stickers everywhere and everyone was just cheering and yeah. I mean it was just the the mood was so amazing, you know and. There was part of us that were like, "Okay, wow, it's really cool that we won one thing." But for best in show for the for the inaugural, like we were all just a little bit floored. It was like, "Wow, we we like this, but we can't." You know, it was hard to believe that everyone thought it was that good. And it was kind of fun watching the videos of the people doing the reviews and talking about it. And you know, I, I think I think it was obviously, you know, very. Um, yeah, you know, it was just a, it was just rewarding, you know, to get that sort of feedback from, you know, your peers and your heroes, really that, okay, maybe maybe we do know what we're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember like the one, you know, the like the coolest thing someone said to you with regards to the award, whether it was someone on the team or a client, you know, sometime later? Do you any particular thing that kind of sticks to you the memory?
2: Um, you know, I think you know if you go back and you watch the videos and just you you hear to hear the judges talking about it and you know i mean again we can't take full credit for this cuz obviously you know this was sort of a a co a co-win with siftio because they created this platform that was really unique and we just found a way to sort of leverage that platform you know so i think you know it was really at that time you know if you go back to 2012 multi-touch, you know, was a f- you know, maybe about 4 years in cuz the iPhone came out in 2007. Yeah. You know, this was really, you know,
1: kind of pushing really the boundaries odd, at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, it was an
2: odd device, you know, and I think there was a lot of thinking and promise around um, you know, emerging interaction design and, you know, it kind of held this it was it was sort of a very Uh, kind of a lighthouse project around what interaction could be and how we relate to these physical devices, you know, and we actually saw a lot of things, similar things started, started falling into devices, you know, Amazon coming out with phones that sort of had parallax view inside the phone, people starting to put additional sensors and really kind of, you know, trying to, I would say, almost giving devices personality. And I think Siftio is one of the first devices I really saw that sort of, it was a very expressive device. And so I think, you know, in terms of what, how how people recognize that, that's always what stuck with me, was just sort of that that general nature of, you know, expressivity.
1: Nice. And um, when, you know, just talking about the submission process, like, was it easy to make that submission? How did that, you know, how did that feel like when you were submitting, did you have to, I mean, just because you guys were a large team, like, you know, how, how did you decide, okay, who's going to be responsible for submission? How did you go about, like, creating that submission package, so to speak?
2: Well, you know, we had to. Re- we knew we had to record a video, right? <laughs> that was the only way that was going to tell this story. Yeah. And the video had to have sound, and it had to show people using it. And, and I think, you know, the the hard part was trusting that, somebody watching the video would absolutely understand how this system worked without us explaining it right that's that if this this is successful if we don't need to put a how to on it and you know i think still going back and watching the video you kind of get it yeah. um you know of how you can add sounds you know i mean we basically built a sequencer out of these little cubes right, yeah, and you true. sort of it's you like know, a music little injecting tiny, sounds yeah. in yeah And so you know, I mean, it was it was kind of a a one shot deal. You know, we our our our, our visual designer who who did the recording. You know, he kind of put together a little composition, and he knew what he was going to do. You know, that there's there's always that that a certain level of preparedness. You need to go into it, but at the same time, if he would have made a mistake, it would have been totally fine too. And I I think it it, you know it still would have worked. So I think, you know, I think for the submission process itself um you know it was really about letting the project speak for itself and how can we get out of the way i think the, those are those are really always the case studies that i appreciate the most
1: makes sense and it's so nice that this was a passion project that you put in and you know the kind of attention had gone and i think it's it just speaks to like um like you said right like with passion projects it's it's so hard to sometimes know when to start when to stop mostly um But then when it goes on and, you know, you get this kind of recognition and and validation, I think it's just like when you do things free flowing, sometimes that's just the way to be, I guess. It's just the way to go and exploration, right? Like they say, kind of leads to mostly something um, that's memorable.
2: Yeah, it does, you know, and I think, you know, being your own client is a really difficult scenario, but, you know, that's where the strength of the team comes in, you -hmm. know, and if you all have a deep level of trust and respect as we did, you know, you really, you know, people come up with ideas where they say, you know what, I think we're going too far. I think we should, you know, hold back a little bit. And I think... And you know, if you don't have that level of trust, if you're not all speaking the same language, you know that can be seen as adversarial. But it's really just critical to the you know to the creative process.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Cool. Um, lastly, Darren, do you have um, do you have any advice to those who are curious about submitting a, a project uh, for consideration to the Interaction Awards?
2: Yeah, you know, I think if I were to give any advice, I would say. You know, two things. One is really search for the special. Um, you know, if you've got a project that really stands out to you, you know, trust your gut on that. You know, there's a, there's always that one project that you're really excited about. You know, that that was really the bar for us. You know, we could have submitted a lot of things and we decided this is the one, right? This is the one we were all the most excited about. And, you know, we kind of went all in on it. You know, we had a lot of other projects that could have could have we, that we could have submitted, but it was the one that we all got excited about. Um, you know, so I think that's that's the first, and the second is, you know, I think there, you know, you really need to to trust in yourself, um, you know, and your ability to communicate that. You know, and I think like, as, as I said before, you know, so sort of with our our case study and the way we presented it, I think the best projects speak for themselves. You know, so in terms of thinking about this, you know, if you if you have a project that requires three pages of written text to explain why it's special, then, you know, maybe 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 there maybe there is more work that needed to be done on that project. Um, So I I think, you know, in terms of just sort of understanding, I think it's more of a feeling than it is a rational decision, if you will. You know, if this if this is a project that resonates with you and and you've gotten a lot of great feedback on it, I think that's that that's really kind of the measure for you know what what you should go yeah. go in with.
1: So the excitement test is is what you suggest. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, you know, and still to this day, I'll go back and watch the Lulu video, and I still get excited. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, even if we wouldn't have won, I, it's still probably one of my favorite things that we've done in you know the 15 years we've been around so
1: i can imagine and that's so amazing right do you still refer the loop loop video to um you know do you like is other instances where you're like hey by the way if you want to check this out it's a cool thing that we did does that still happen
2: oh absolutely um you know and you know honestly it's actually one of several uh music Toys that we built, music composition systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of we kind of had a problem <laughs> with creating those. <laughs> but this was the These first. These were good problems, yeah? of course. Was the first. Uh, no, actually, it was not the first. We had done another project before this called TouchTones okay. uh, for the Microsoft Surface table. This was obviously Microsoft Surface has a different meaning, but back in the day, it kind of looked like a Miss Pac-Man table. You know, it was this big machine that sat on your floor that was really the first commercial multi-touch system that was out there and we built another collaborative music composer for that so you know i think we we had certainly learned a lot from that process and you know i think we applied a lot of those same principles to to loop loop but you know i think i think we nailed it on loop loop
1: you absolutely did any other pieces of advice or anything that comes to mind darren for for people who have already submitted, um, who are kind of waiting anxiously uh, for the nominations to be out, um, you know, and for those, like, how do you, what advice, like any tips, like just hang tight, sit back?
2: Well, I think, honestly, I think the most important part is to really, you know, I mean, the, the whole point of IXDA is it's a community, right? It's about supporting each other, it's about learning, it's about, you know, champion championing great design, and it's about, you know, helping, you know designers to be the best they can be at this in 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 this industry and so you know i think you know putting putting yourself out there is great but it's you know at the end of the day i would say continue to stay involved in the community continue to take a look at what's being shared and the, you know be a part of the discussions be be an active part of this community because that's what really makes it so vibrant you know you're going to get just as much from learning and seeing the other submissions and hearing what other people talk about you know and you know with any with any luck you'll get some great feedback on what you did you know on what you did put out there and and that's really the best thing right because you can never be perfect but you can always be a little bit better
1: absolutely well this was awesome darren thank you so so much for taking the time
2: my pleasure yeah thank you for having me on
0: thanks Nietzsche. that was a very interesting conversation indeed
1: Yeah, but that's not the only one we have to share today, right?
0: No, next up we have Kirsten Southwell, she is currently a creative director at the Art Institute of Chicago, who back in 2013 was an award finalist for a music app called Rehearsal. This is an app concept for practicing musicians that is very, very interesting.
1: All right, let's carry on with the conversation between Kirsten and Diego.
0: Right we have with us here Kirsten Southwell she is the creative director of the Art Institute of Chicago and she was behind this app concept called rehearse which was to say it in one sentence a concept to for an iPad app for musicians to rehearse and expand their musical literacy but Kirsten could you expand a little bit more on that for us
3: Sure. So it was the outcome of my senior thesis project in college. um, And the thinking was uh, trying to explore how different musicians learn in terms of recognizing that some musicians were really talented by picking things up by ear. Um, In my own personal experience, being very uh, dependent on sheet music and being a very visual learner. So trying to think of an app concept that would Accommodate musicians of different learning styles and help them build capabilities in these other areas where they might not be as strong
0: It seems like an app that I would have really wanted to use because <laughs> I happen to be one of those people that cannot read Cheap music, but I do play guitar oh. and play synthesizers and I pick up things easily on piano, but I, I It's all audio. It's, I guess that's called being an oral learner, or like instead of a visual learner. so it's a fantastic concept I, I definitely keen on knowing more but when it comes to the submission to the interaction awards itself like how did how did you go about submitting the project to the awards
3: i i think that i i was a student so i was about to graduate if i'm remembering correctly and granted this was about 8 years ago <laughs> was this um,
0: 2013 I, I believe yeah
3: yeah so okay. i was i graduated in 2012 and yeah. um The summer before that, I had done an internship with um, a studio called Second Story. Um, They were headquartered only in Portland, Oregon at that time. And they had won um, several IXDA awards. So I think I had learned about it through adjacency um, with them and their team, and they were very proud to have won this award. Um, and then when I saw that students could enter, um, it just seemed like a good benchmark for me. Um, as like you know, everyone gets the grade at the end of their uh, you know senior year of college. Yes. I think I just wanted to shoot for that, and also it was a good motivation for me to um, have a really tight approach to my documentation. Um, so I, I actually scheduled time at the end of my project while I was still in school because I knew after I graduated I wasn't gonna do it (laughs) um, to get my documentation in order Um, and that that was the thinking I was just gonna go for it
0: great so why was doing something like this important for you like why was like achieving this you know the whole concept of of getting it to for more people to see and and eventually recognize like what what drove you to to
2: do that
3: it's a good question I Um, I think I applied for a few awards, um, just to kind of see what stuck and, um, I, I won all of them, (laughs) (laughs) which was a really funny, I mean, imagine being a senior in college at a, you know, I I went to NC state, which is an excellent school, but not one that people tend to know all the time, especially their undergrad. So I think it was, um, kind of a little bit of like a personal litmus test for me in terms of uh where do i stand in um the industry but it it was a really intense way to kind of enter uh one's career as a designer
0: that i I, I, that's all very interesting but i particularly think that the, the aspect of knowing where you stand next to other projects or other people and to try and see where you are in your career, I think it's a fantastic benchmark to try and and, and, and compare to and, and see. So take us back to that night when, when you won, if 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 your memory recalls, like like how did it feel like to win or like how was it right before it got announced? Like how was that evening for you?
3: Well, if I remember correctly, it was that and I know the award is structured a little bit differently, but yeah. at that point it was, you found out that you were um, like you won your category. And then the night of there was like a a, a grand prize winner and then right. a, a student winner. So I did not win. There wasn't like a big moment for me at the award ceremony, but I do remember um, when I was notified that I was the, the winner of my category yeah. at that time. I remember um, for some reason I I was like, I was doing that thing where you refresh your inbox and like every time I could see that like jolt <laughs> yes. inside and just, I cause I was already working at that point. I had moved to Portland to work for the agency yeah. that um, I had learned about the award from. And I think I had told some people that I was like gonna find out soon. And I think yeah. my own um, internal deadline for what that would be had already passed. So I'd sort of assumed that I had lost. Um, And then, yeah, I I I was at work when I found out. And it was a really again, it was kind of this uh, weird thing where I, I knew the people I worked with, but I was a you know, I was a junior designer less than (laughs) probably (laughs) less than four months out of college yeah
0: um
3: and it was a very it was a very big deal because also I think um they had submitted some projects that that did not win so it was this Uh really kind of funny thing um of having this like very individual honor and then so that was like the first like intense moment of like oh wow like I'm getting a lot of attention that's great and then when I saw who else was in my category because also at that time it wasn't oh, yeah. like it was as a student i was next to these other um i remember like i'm in the same boat as like idio and right. um microsoft mm-hmm. and like RGA i think yeah. ha- and it, so it was just like this really big honor to have won that category based against um you know who
0: else very well known it. names yeah yeah so how? What did it mean to you? Then I think you've touched on that a little bit. But how? What did it mean for the the sake of the project itself, and to you in your career back then and now? Like, how, what's what kind of impact has this recognition have on your career and on you?
3: Um, you know, it was interesting. I had people reach out to me after, um, trying to see if like that had a, a more adjacent product that they were like, Oh, let's team up and, and build this. And, yeah. you know, to be honest, I wasn't super interested in like being, a, a, a business person at that time. Or yeah. I, I, I did, I, I think for me, I saw the schoolwork and that project as like, you know, once I start working for someone else, my energy is going to be committed elsewhere and like this is like a really cool project that it wasn't to me it wasn't about making that the app a real thing it was really about um the research and the line of inquiry to arrive there um and I think for my career it was very I mean obviously very reaffirming I think there was a moment of having like uh, I wouldn't say imposter syndrome, but this this feeling of like, um this is something I would have liked to achieved like or expected to have achieved much further into my career yeah. and and I've done it uh-huh. right, right now. Um, <laughs> and I think it gave me a lot of confidence that not just that I had strong ideas, but that um, that I had ideas that were, Provocative and that people wanted to listen to you. Because, you know, an interesting thing that I think back on it now, you know, I'm a creative director, I manage a team of designers. Um, I think, in hindsight, what was interesting about it was that I hadn't really, um, I didn't know anything about interaction design at the time. I mean, I was in 2012, um, there was not, it it was kind of on the cusp of like formalizing a lot of those things into a strong curriculum. And, um, I even at some point I like went back and looked at my files and it's like, I have a site map, but I call it my wireframe. And like, I have, like, I don't know what anything (laughs) is. I'm kind of just guessing. And, um, what I enjoy, what I really took away from that, um, moment though, even though I wasn't like this seasoned interaction designer, was that um, it was, it was really about having a really thoughtful and strong idea and committing to it and, um, and believing it was real and just um, seeing that through. And I I think that, uh, I, I think that it helped me a lot understand that Your, you know the 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 intensity of your ideas can be as strong as being an amazing ux or ui designer um and so it's it's given me probably it's probably given me a lot of confidence but i think (laughs) i already probably had some if i was submitting to the award
0: that's that's very very great to hear so with that in mind do you happen to have any advice for you know some of those designers listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, I might want to submit my project or submit something for a future version of the of the awards. Any word of advice for them?
3: Yeah, i I think what was interesting about that project was my thesis. Um, I, 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 it, you know, I guess like a college semester is what, like twelve weeks. Yeah. Um, I was really intent on starting that semester without knowing what I was going to create. So it wasn't like, cool, I'm going to spend 12, 12 weeks making an app, which to be honest is a very short timeline, right? To, To do something like that. Um, my, where I started was, um, I want to do a series of small research vignettes around this sort of intersection of design and music. Um, to be honest, I had actually started with this idea that's like, I still think cold water as like a, as a design <laughs> philosophy minded person, yeah. where I thought about, um, I was thinking about the design of sheet music yeah. and about how like, man, that's, that's a design that like, think about all the typefaces that have been created. Think about all the like glyphs that have happened over time, but like sheet music, the design of that has been like pretty steady for, ever has that ever been questioned as a designer and so i I came up with all these studies of like that being one of like how has the visual language of music been informed another one was really doing kind of um like an anthropological or not anthropological what's the word uh there's a design word for it where you sort of do these vignettes on different musicians and that was where i started to learn about like I'm a I'm the opposite of you. I completely rely on sheet music, um, yeah. and it was a very big point of frustration for me as uh, a musician my whole life. And um, wanted to do a little bit more in depth understanding of um, of musicians that can improvise or musicians that can hear something and play it back. Like that totally fascinated me. Um, and then I did. Um, I can't remember. Oh, and then the third uh, sort of vignette was about um, different technology in relation to musicians. And so I kind of took those three studies. And interestingly enough, I mean, so that took like six weeks. That took over half the semester. And then by that point, it was like really obvious from those different inquiries, like what an interesting response um, to these questions would be. And so... I only spent a few weeks, you know, designing the app. And I wouldn't say that it shows. Maybe that's how I feel in certain regards to it. But I think what um, the advice I would give is that I found that process really informed the value of asking good questions. Um, Because I think as a designer, um, I think we get really solutions focused. We get really fixated on how nicely we can tie up a bow, and like how um, how under budget and how we pivoted, or like yeah. we got this user insert user research insight, we pivoted this way, and um, very infrequently, do we as designers get the the privilege to sort of um, ask questions without needing to have a solution in mind. and um, thinking about that piece more as a As a response to a line of questioning instead of like i'm going to solve this problem um i think flexed the muscle for me that fell between that space of an artist and a designer and um you know i think the positive response from the project reflected the that that was a good idea so (laughs) that's my advice ask a question
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is great to know kirsten thank you very much for that piece of advice and Once again, congratulations. I know it's been a while since you won the award, but uh, that's a fascinating idea. And and I'm really, really glad that it had that kind of impact on your career uh, as it has for all this time. So thank you very much for spending the time here with us.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Diego.
1: That's a pretty cool concept for an app. Very interesting to get her take on the awards experience.
0: Yeah, every winner goes through their own journey, you know, all the way from getting shortlisted to hearing their project's name being announced on stage. It's all very, very interesting. All right, this brings us to the end of this episode of Distinguished Design, but we are not done sharing these amazing stories from previous award winners.
1: Absolutely not. We will be releasing a whole lot more of these previous winners' stories and episodes to come very, very soon, and we cannot wait to share them with you all.
0: Also remember to check out the show notes for links and more information on the projects from these previous award winners. Now, if you like what you hear and want to continue hearing other Interaction Awards-focused stories, please give us a review. Distinguished Design is brought to you by an all-volunteer Interaction Awards committee within the Interaction Design Association. So if you want to get in touch with us, find us on social media at IxDAwards, all one word, or visit us at awards.ixda.org to connect with fellow members of this amazing community. Thank you very much to all of our listeners for spending this time with us, and we'll be back very soon with another episode and, of course, more previous winner stories here on Distinguished Design. Until then, Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.